What's going on, lunatics? Welcome back to the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Luna, and today we are going to be talking about a recent trip that I had out on the lake. It's December right now, and it's tough. The fishing is tough. I know a lot of the country has ice on the water already, snow on the ground. Here in Southern California, that is not the case. We still have open water and we'll have it all year long, but that doesn't mean that the fishing doesn't get tough. Before we get too far into the trip, I wanted to mention something. I put out an Instagram story the other day asking people to let me know who their favorite YouTubers are, and, and then I asked why that uh, channel was their favorite. Not because I was jealous or anything like that, because that's not really the case at all. It's just me trying to do the research that I can in order to try to make mine better. So I asked a lot of people who their favorites were. And of course, some of the Guggen guys came up and then there's a couple other people as well. But I was surprised at how many different people came up. It wasn't like everybody was Flair or everybody was John B or whatever. There was so many different names, like names that I had never heard of. It was kind of cool because there's so many different names and obviously everybody has their own interests. Everybody has their own opinion of what makes good content, what makes a good show, what makes a good video. And when I saw all these different names and names that I hadn't heard of, it just goes to show that with YouTube, with the internet, you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. You can find something that you like and it just gives people the ability to watch and take in content that they actually enjoy instead of being forced to watch something that is only available on TV because the network decided that's what they wanted to put on. Once I got some of the names, I went into YouTube and actually watched some of the videos that these people put out, and I really noticed that there was some, some decent production value involved in it, and I guarantee you that that's not how they started off. That's not how they put content out when they were you know, at my level in YouTube. But what I realized and what I'm thinking is that if, if that's what I'm essentially competing against and that's what people are watching, then I need to make mine as good as possible, whether that's, you know, as many fish catches as possible or drone footage or just different levels of production value to get people to be more engaged and to watch longer then that's what I'm gonna have to do. I want my stuff to be um, as good as possible and I try to put out as much as I can, but unfortunately I just can't fish enough in order to put out fishing content every single day. So that's why you see me doing the bait videos and, and I really enjoy doing that as well. And it, 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 I think it's good content. I think people have enjoyed it and I'm gonna continue to do that. But if I could fish more, I definitely would, but I just don't have the time. I don't have the ability to get out there every day and put out fishing videos every day like a lot of these channels. So as a result of this research that I did, I'm still gonna do a lot more because you know, making my channel better and growing it is very important to me. But um, I did a little bit of research. I watched some of these videos, saw some of the drone footage, saw some of the other types of clips that they have in their videos and I'm trying to incorporate that kind of stuff. Obviously not trying to fabricate anything, but if I can throw the drone up in the air and capture some better shots, or I can try to talk more in my videos, try to you know add some funny stuff or some more fishing related how-to stuff, then I will. I just think that um, I need to step my game up when it comes to YouTube. I need to make 
my videos a little bit better at the end of the day and I tried to make some strides in that direction in my most recent fishing trip that we are going to talk about. So with all this YouTube stuff in mind and trying to make my videos better, um, I got to the lake, I threw the drone up in the air, I had my camera set up to show me putting my graphs on, un unstrapping the boat, backing it into the water, all that kind of stuff because I really feel like that gives I guess some ambiance I guess for lack of a better word to the video to the intro um, I think it just shows that you're giving a little bit more time into putting out the content rather than hey we're going fishing and boom we're doing fish catches I, I think that you know some of that production value some of that extra effort um, just keeps people engaged maybe I think is what it is and I think that it, it's more what people expect in terms of when they watch TV. And I think YouTube is becoming more and more like TV, but obviously with that YouTube spin because people individually are making this content or or you can tell that some of the channels guys have, have cameramen now, which I think ups their game a lot because I feel like it gives them a little bit more of an ability to to almost be an actor, so to speak, rather than trying to be the producer, the fish catcher, the commentator and everything. All they have to focus on is being filmed and catching fish and talking about it. So after I launched the boat and got going, um, I got some new Six Sense rods rigged up. Um, while I'm on the Six Sense topic, I wanna let everybody know I got a discount code, it's Luna10. You, know, you can go to their website, use my code LUNA10 on anything on their website, and it's gonna give you a discount, gonna be able to get stuff cheaper than you can anywhere else. So make sure to use that code if you're buying stuff online on their website, um, I'd really appreciate it. But um, I got a bunch of new Six Cents rods, they still had the tags on them and everything, so I had to get some rods rigged up, and the first rod I got rigged up was a seven foot five Lux casting rod. Um, I put a Carolina rig on there, and I grabbed some offshore rock piles and tried to, you know, bang that Carolina rig off off the rocks and um, did not get a bite. I fished it on and off for a couple hours, maybe two and a half hours, and I did not get bit. Um, it was post-front. It's been raining out here for the past three days. It was pretty much slick, calm. There was a little bit of a breeze occasionally, but, but most of the time it was like glass out on the water, which when it's post-front, winter time, and you have no wind, no breeze, no nothing, that's setting yourself up for a tough day of fishing. So I, I wanted to throw the crankbait around, I wanted to throw a lipless bait around, um, I had some other rods that I wanted to fish, so I just kind of bounced around, found some different areas, and I, I just was not catching fish. I was not even getting bit. Um, I, I didn't get to the water until probably about noon. I had some things I needed to take care of, um, in the morning so I couldn't get out there in the morning and um, you know so I had that midday to afternoon to fish and it just was tough I mean there wasn't a lot of boats on the water I talked to somebody after I was done fishing and, and they even struggled pretty bad and that's just the way it goes sometimes in the winter time but I, I kept fishing hard and I kept you know trying to bounce around find some different areas and eventually I rigged up a drop shot on the new Millican fishing MF rod the 610 spinning rod and um, I was able to get bit. So I was using the Strike King KVD Dream Shot. It's one of my favorite drop shot baits. I just feel like it it really gets bit a lot. It's a small profile. Um, when those fish just don't want to eat, I just think it really you know entices them to do so because it's such a small, 
compact little bait that it doesn't take anything for them to eat. So even in those times when, when they're not really feeling it and that thing comes by, it's such a small, easy meal that they go after it and grab it and then you get to catch them at that point. So I was throwing that thing around, uh, fishing some little, little points with some rock on it and I'm um, just dragging that thing super, super slow. I think for a long time I was fishing things a little bit too fast and I think I was giving it too much action because once I got bit, I got bit a couple times on that drop shot and um, I, got, I got bit when I was just dragging it super slow doing nothing, not shaking the rod tip, not doing anything, just dragging that drop shot, giving it no action and that's when I got bit. I think it just goes to show that when those fish just are not in the mood to eat, less is more. And I think less is more a lot when you're throwing the drop shot in general. I think a lot of people tend to overwork their drop shot. They're either dragging it too fast, bouncing it too much, shaking it too much. Um, I think when the fish are more active and, and I think there's a time and place where you can where you can do that. But I think a lot of times when you're throwing that drop shot, the fish just don't want to eat. They're not in the mood or else you wouldn't be throwing it. You'd be throwing something else that's probably a little bit more fun to catch fish on that's a little bit more efficient. Um, but when, when you pick up that drop shot, I just think that you gotta remember that a lot of times less is more. So I was fortunate enough to drag that drop shot around and catch a couple fish on the drop shot. They were both super small fish, but when you're struggling, when you can't get bit, and everything, all the odds, all the conditions are against you. I think just grinding it out and figuring out a way to get a couple bites kind of makes the trip worth it. I mean, I knew going into the day that there was a chance that um, I was gonna have a tough day and I sure, sure had a tough day, but I was able to keep fishing hard and managed to put a couple of fish in the boat. And I think that those tough days, those post front days, or you're struggling to get bit, I think those are days where you really need to push yourself to keep fishing in order to get those bites because there's gonna be, you know, especially if you fish tournaments, there's gonna be tournaments where you're out there and all the conditions are against you. You can't seem to get bit and, and you don't even know what to do, but you have to find ways to force yourself to stay motivated, to stay in it and to just grind. And I think that if you practice that on those tough days when you're out fun fishing, like like I was, you know, the other day, I think those are the the days what makes that help you when the tournament comes around and you have the ability to really buckle down, you have the ability to focus in, and you have the ability to grind through the adversity through those tough days and figure out ways to get bites. So once I caught a couple fish on the drop shot, I put it down because I really wanted to try to get a jig bite. Um, I'd broken off a couple crankbaits and broken off the Carolina rig and I didn't really have enough time in the day to sit down and retie everything, but I had that jig still tied on. So I was casting it around hoping I could get maybe, you know, one bite on the jig, one quality fish in the boat for the day. Um, I wasn't able to do so and um, the day was kind of, kind of went to a close. Um, the lake closes, you know, at sunset out here, pretty much all of them close out at sunset here in, in Southern California and um, the lake ranger, whatever you wanna call it, was in his boat trying to wrangle everybody up, trying to drive around, make sure everybody goes in at, at sunset. And he was driving around. He didn't come and like contact me or anything like that. I was already on my way towards the ramp and on my way towards putting all my stuff away, 
when he was making his rounds. So I ended up driving to the launch ramp, put the boat on the trailer and headed home. But it, it was a good day to get out on the water. I hadn't fished in a couple weeks. It was just, it was nice to be on the water. It was nice to catch a couple of fish, even if they were small. I mean, they were nothing to write home about. I mean, one of them, I don't even know, it might've been 10 inches or something like that. But just the fact that when you cannot seem to get bit, and you're able to just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and you're finally able to get a couple bites it was it was good to good to have it was good to see that i was able to buckle down and make things happen but going forward i'm really going to be trying to um, step up my youtube game a little bit try to put some more drone footage in there try to do a little bit more talking um, i'd like to try to make them a little bit more entertaining because i think entertainment goes a lot further than education when it comes to YouTube. Um, I also wanna do the educational aspect of things, but um, I think the entertainment value is where um, you start gaining growth. And then I think at that point, you can start doing the education because I think at that point, more people are gonna buy in because you're big enough that you have this following, you have all these videos. And um, I think at that point, the education factor can play a lot more. So going forward, I'm really gonna try to step up my YouTube game try to make my videos better and um, I'd really love to you know hear feedback from you guys because I make this stuff hoping that you guys are gonna like it that's that's what it all boils down to that you know if I don't have people that want to watch my content I don't have a channel I mean I can put out videos that nobody wants to watch but that doesn't do anybody good because the people that stumble upon it end up wasting their time and that's the last thing I want for you guys is to be wasting your time watching my content. I want you guys to enjoy the time that you're watching my content. So I would love to get your feedback. If you are new to my YouTube channel and haven't subscribed yet, I really ask that you subscribe. If you've been watching for a while but just haven't hit that subscribe button, um, please do so. Um, and if you are a subscriber and you've been following along and watching for a while, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. But um, going forward, I'm gonna do the best I can to try to make my video content as good as possible. So thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. Um, I hope that you've been enjoying me putting out the more consistent podcast-only content. Um, it's something that you know I think has been a long time coming. It kind of lets me share my thoughts with you guys on a little bit deeper level than I can anywhere else. So I'm kind of enjoying uh, putting out this content and putting out these episodes. So thanks for being a listener. Thanks for taking it in and uh, stay tuned for more podcast episodes coming your way. Um, thanks again. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I want to fish professionally and make a living doing it. And I can't do that on my own. So if you guys want to support the podcast, that's an option that Anchor provides. So I want to let you guys know about it. If you're interested in doing that, go to anchor.fm slash matt-luna-fishing and click the support this podcast link. I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it, but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys. Also, if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out, all you gotta do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what bass seed talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish, and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be. may not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass, but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you 
be close to the right areas where those fish are. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.